Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Uh, Derek, this episode will be uh, discussing Eddie Grant's time at Kentucky. It came to an end on Sunday. I think we all expected that to come to an end. We actually did record an episode discussing it with uh, Jack Pilgrim of KSR, but the audio just was not good because we were traveling on the interstate. So, this is our episode discussing that decision that Darren Henshaw and Eddie Grant are no longer a part of the UK football program. Uh, I guess just uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, certainly not surprised. Um, we had hinted at this last week. I think it was pretty well known. But I mean, if anybody was paying attention last week, you could certainly see that the writing was on the wall for Eddie to be gone. But all in all, and you know, I've, I've when I started kind of formulating my thoughts for Eddie being gone last week, I was going to write a column um, on it. I didn't get around to it yet. I still plan to, but it's, it was an overwhelming success, all things considered. Um, a bowl game, four straight years. They had three straight seasons where they rushed for 2,000 yards, passed for 2,000 yards that had never been done in school history. They had two 1,000-yard rushers in the same season in Boom Williams and Benny Snell. Uh, there were a lot of good things that can be taken away from the Eddie Grant era. And I got the feeling talking to Mark Stoops, or well, no, what me talking to him, his press conference, that um, this was no no question. I mean, he admitted it was up there as one of the toughest decisions he's had to make in his coaching career. I would probably guess it was the very toughest in terms of being a head coach. But, uh, you know, it's, he'll, he'll be remembered very fondly as time goes on. I, mean, I know right now people are frustrated, and I get it. Like, I think I, I totally agree with Stoops that a change needed to be made now. But it is one of the rare times, though, it seems like, when maybe there was a case for keeping him. But it certainly had to be a tough decision for Stoops. But the good thing is Eddie Grant is a, is a pro. He understands the business, and it sounds like he's handled this very well. And I have no doubt that he's going to land on his feet somewhere else. Well, the thing is, is uh, when you're talking about human beings and you're talking about good people, Eddie Grant checks off every one of those boxes, Derek. Like, yeah. That's the thing, like that. He was a just a real, genuine, good human being. Uh, always respectful with the media. He he always spoke even after some very very poor offensive performances. He was always there to talk until this year, of course, which they didn't make him available post game. But Eddie was always one to come out, sit in that chair when the offense would throw for when the offense would run for 400 yards or they'd throw for 50. He was always sitting there ready to speak to the media, had a good relationship with the media. Um, I agree with you. I think uh, his time at Kentucky will be remembered as one of the turning points in the program. And even if this thing, like his departure and whoever his replacement is, let's say Kentucky takes this thing to another level and they do win the SEC East, they don't get to this point without Eddie Grant kind of moving the program to the point that it is right now. Uh, I think that, his success there certainly kept Mark Stoops in Lexington, Derek. There was a point in that season, his first season in Lexington, where we kind of sit there and wondered, is this it? Like, is Mark Stoops gone? And then they got it figured out behind that offensive line and that rushing attack and then John Schlarman's offensive line and that identity that they had. Uh, it's just crazy to think that all this success that they've had in recent years, this staff is going to look entirely different on that side of the ball next year. Yeah, I mean, you make a great point, and I think Stoops recognizes that there is no – Mark Stoops isn't the second all-time winningest coach in U.K. history at this point if it wasn't Freddie Grant, and I think that's what made the decision so tough for him. And 
You know, I think for a portion of the season, you know, he, he said it, I think he said around four weeks is whenever they had really started to consider it. So do the math there. When was that, Sean? Is that, that's like the bowl, or not the bowl, the bye week, right? I think around, around four like weeks four. into the season. No, four weeks ago from now. I think I think that, that would have been, been the bye week, yeah. That so I think that's true. whenever he really started discussing. And as an aside, I mean, if you're thinking about, if you take him at his word, which I certainly do, that would tell you that he's not coming into this search trying to kind of figure out what he wants to do. I mean, you would think by now he has a pretty clear idea of who he wants, what he wants to see, and that's why, uh, like he said tonight, I mean, it wasn't a deal breaker, but he said there was a chance they could have a guy in place by the early signing period, which is just 10 days from now, the 16th. Uh, well, actually, if you're listening to this, it'll be nine days from when you hear this. But and he did I, say, and he did say that they plan on playing in a bowl game. That you know, guys just need to kind of, you know, heal mentally and physically. I think that that's what you'll see happen over the next couple of weeks, Derek. Uh, Two, before we talk a little bit more about Eddie, you know, this was definitely a difficult decision. But let's talk about how it all kind of played out for Kentucky. They were able to play a football game every single week that they had a football game scheduled this season. They had no cancellations. They had games that moved around. They flipped Missouri and Georgia. But other than that, they were able to play a 10-game schedule in 11 weeks. Like, they played it. And now they're in a position where a lot of the other SEC teams, other than South Carolina, are still playing football the next two weeks. And it would have kind of delayed this decision because you know Mark was it. Mark had too much respect for Eddie Grand to let him go before the season was over. He was he Eddie deserved to finish the season. Henshaw deserved to finish the season. I think that's an advantage that Kentucky that they're t- kind of taking you know advantage of now that they can kind of figure out who they want and they have some time to kind of get it figured out before these other teams' season even over. Yeah, that's that's the positive part of this and. Uh... You know, there are plenty of hot boards out there already on who it might be. We've we've thrown out some names. Um, but all in all, I mean, it was a, a tough day, I'm sure. And it's, But still, I think if you're a fan of this program, it's an exciting time because you're at a point where, I mean, it's been a while since there's been a change. Uh, five, five years, five football seasons is a while for a coordinator to be at one school and um, the the possibilities to me is what's really exciting because the game's different now. The way you know the way teams score, it's different now than when Eddie got hired at Kentucky. I mean, back then Alabama was still they were in the early stages of starting to open things up. As to now, there's the full blown just I don't know terror basically to college football with how they <laughs> run that offense. But um, you know we threw, we threw the names around Kel Gundy. He's someone who I think just given the connections and given what I heard tonight. I think he is a very real possibility. I don't, I'm not saying he's the only guy. I don't know that. I mean, for all I know, Stoops could have someone in mind who hasn't popped up on any hot board uh, or anything like that. But I guess whenever I think about this offense next year, you know, it's – I don't know if it's a hard sell or an easy sell to get people in here. I think there are some pieces, and I think the good news is you'll be coming to work for a head coach that has some stability. I mean, Mark's, Mark's another few seasons away from – I think even having any kind of pressure on him, I think they could go. Honestly, I think they could go without a bowl again next year, and he would still be pretty comfortable going into 2022. And then at that point, maybe if things are so bad, he would start to have some questions. But if you're someone coming in here, you know you're gonna have a few years to kind of get it going, and you're gonna have a uh, kind of a lot of turnover, which could be a bad thing because you're not gonna have as many experienced guys. But at the same time, 
it's not like a lot of the guys you're going to be having next year have created the habits or anything. So you can kind of mold, mold them how you want. And I think that's an exciting thing for the football program. But one other thing too, Sean, I'll turn it back over to you. I'll be interested to see how Stoops kind of uses his 10 assistants. Um, yeah. Because it was a very traditional way this year, but he, you know, he didn't have a special teams coordinator this year. And I know he said that the guy who's basically doing everything has been here for the last few years. I almost wonder if he'll want to go ahead and assign that to somebody else. Um, let's say he does hire a guy with, and I don't think, I don't think he's going to go back to the air raid in terms of that kind of be the messaging because he clearly wants to have balance. He mentioned that many times tonight. But what if what if the new offensive coordinators has a different way? He wants to hire the coaches. What if he wants to have two wide receiver coaches or something like that? Uh, how accommodating is Stoops with that? That's something I'll be curious to see um, yeah. moving forward. Because as of now, he has basically uh, four positions to fill, although you can expect that the OC will coach either the running backs, wide receivers, or QBs. But we know for sure that he's got to fill the QB, running back, and offensive line spot. And actually, from what I heard, too, this is not a huge two, but I do think uh, – Javon Boone, it's going to be back around next year. I think he's got the respect of his players, and uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't back at this point, unless there's someone, unless whoever Stoops hires just absolutely has to have his own wide receivers coach. Uh, if not, I think I think he stands a pretty good chance to be back next year. I think that when you talk about you know how they fill out the staff, obviously keeping him there makes sense because the moves need to be made at the top when it talks about offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Uh, change isn't bad, Derek. Change isn't always bad. And I think that had this been a normal year, I think we all would agree that Kentucky would have at least probably won seven games, uh, likely eight. I think they would have beaten Louisville. I think they would have won the four non-conference games. They certainly won the four SEC games that were on their schedule. Uh, then they lost the other four and then the two that you know, was added. I think that's hard to say, honestly. I really do this year because – I think it's South Carolina last night. Kentucky would have played them earlier in the year, and they wouldn't have had 11 guys out on defense. So I just think it's – I just think the way this COVID season was, it makes it really hard to say. I get the logic behind what you're saying. And, hell, I might have said it at some point, too, that they might have been 8-4. But, like, with how bad this offense was this year, though, I, I just – I think it's a little tough for me to just flat out say, yes, well, they would have had four more wins for sure. Well, then, so, then, I'll, then I'll, I'll say this, too. Like, I think that had the situations been different – going into the Missouri game, I think Kentucky's still a better program than Missouri. I think that they yeah. could have won that game. So I, it is hard to say. I'm, I think I'm just going to – I was putting it, I think, at worst they would have been 7-5 and five in a normal season. Yeah, I don't think so, this was a step back by any means. I know they went 4-6, and six, uh, and it actually didn't really beat anybody that good either. If you go look at their records, Tennessee was a big win for the program. But um, I, I, do, I didn't mean to hijack what you were saying. I just think uh, – No, you're good. I just think it's kind of tough to, to know because this year was so weird. But I get the logic. I mean, because you take well, away losses, Alabama and Ole Miss, which wouldn't have even been on the schedule, and then they did beat the four – like all four games that they did win, you know, you're going to see those teams every single year. Well, what I was getting at was let's say that they had gone 7-5, and 8-4. and four. Would Eddie Grant still be the offensive coordinator at Kentucky, but the offensive issues still be the offensive issues? Or would Mark have looked at it as like, no, nah, we, we still won – eight games. We still won seven games. It wasn't a significant step back. It really wasn't a step back. Uh, I think the four and six, when you look at it, you can see it with your own two eyes. It's a step back when you look at the win-loss column, even though it's a completely different season. And I think what we said when the season started, this kind of a throwaway year, I think this kind of showed that it wasn't. 
I think it was kind of an eye-opening year right. because then you kind of saw where you were as a program and where you need to go, where you want to go as a program. But the next thing before before we start, you know, begin to wrap things up a little bit, um, Stoops' comments tonight when he was asked about Eddie's success at Cincinnati and the type of offense that they ran there, what did you think about him coming back and saying, well, that's not the same type of defense as – I don't know exactly what the quote was word for word, but he was talking about that the – the level of play in that conference isn't the same level of play in the SEC, which it isn't. Uh, but does it make you kind of think that how much of this is actually going to change is what I'm kind I guess that's my concern. Is another person going to come in here and it be the same kind of thing? Or do you really think that this offense is going to sling the ball around? I think all SEC coaches uh, – I need to phrase this in a way that's not going to get people mad at me. The SEC is a hard league. No one would dispute that. Um, having to play Alabama, Florida back-to-back weeks is—I don't think anyone, did anyone else, no one else had to do that this year, did they? And then they mm-hmm. played Georgia. So the three out of four-game stretch was against three of the best teams that you could play. Pretty much anybody. I'm not trying to downplay that. That—that that is a tough stretch. But Stoop saying that, like, no offense to Cincinnati, but this league's different. Okay, how, how many yards does Ole Miss throw four per game? How many yards does Alabama throw per game? Like there are teams in this league that light up SEC defenses. That Kentucky, that's the same teams that Kentucky played. So I don't want to go by that. I don't. I, just, I didn't really buy that from Stoops. That neither. That they didn't look great because teams are just so good in the SEC. I mean, look what Ole Miss. And, I mean, look what Missouri, Missouri put up fifty points yesterday on Arkansas, throwing the ball around, running the ball well. Like you can score points in this league. This is not. Uh, you're not having to play the 85 Bears every single week, like some SEC coaches would want you to believe. And let's and let's also say it. Let's also call it what it was too. Stoops has a ton of respect for Eddie Green, but today, I think was the first time that he ever came out and said said that he doesn't have his hands in the offense. That he's a busy guy. That he doesn't even have his hands really in the defense. He, he gets called out. Pretty hard. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 kind of surprised me at when he came out that. Also, too, was today see I think today might have been the first time that I've heard him ever admit that Lynn Bowden and what they had to do with the offense last year hurt the development of the offense this season. That's the first time we've ever heard him say that. Yeah. No, he was if you haven't watched or read the comments from Mark Stoops, I would certainly recommend it. It was uh, it was very good. It was I mean he was pretty on. There were some questions where he said he didn't know the answer to, and I I, I think he's telling the truth on that. But uh, you're right; those are two good points you make. Um, and we all saw it. I mean, and listen, no one we've said it. No one faults them for playing Lynn Bowden at quarterback last year. It provided a a lot of fun actually watching them play last year, going six and two with Lynn playing quarterback. I mean. It was no, it was no doubt their best chance to win games last year, and it was a smart coaching decision. But yes, it did have ramifications this year. Whenever you don't have, they essentially didn't have development at any wide receiver spot those last eight games, and obviously you didn't have quarterback either because you're playing a guy who was not a quarterback in the first place and then still to the NFL afterwards. So. Hurt your offensive line too. They didn't hurt pass the block. Line. Yep, they didn't pass block Terry. I mean, obviously Terry was hurt, so you always had that element of him coming off injury. Um. I'm not surprised that they didn't light it up this year, but I don't think any of us predicted it to be as bad as it was. I mean, it was just that, – that's and that's what I wanted to mention to you too when you were talking about 7-5, and 8-4. and four. Had they looked the same, I still think the outcome would have been the same for Andy because the whole thing of why he got fired basically is because, one, current players lost faith 
and what they were doing. And two, it's hard to recruit really good players that you need whenever you're you're running a you know a scheme or whatever, and that doesn't really translate to results for wide receivers. So it was gonna be hard to break out of that. And I think now getting some fresh blood, getting some new guys in there to recruit a new system to sell recruits to, I think they will be able to kind of jumpstart that again. And I think that's how Stoops evaluated it, and I think that's how he came to that conclusion. And it's it's tough for Eddie because, I mean, they went 36-26 and 26 <laughs> when he was here. And, at Kentucky, and that's, where, that's, that's where he saw some national media kind of questioning why Kentucky was doing this. And, I mean, national media, those people have some great connections in the business, and I know they like Eddie a lot, but they don't – Let's just be real. They don't watch. They don't watch as many games as we do. They don't watch every single snap. Follow this like we do. And if you watched every single snap, you know why Kentucky's making a change and things that need to be done in this program. And Stoops certainly recognized that. And I commend Stoops. You know, you're talking about how much do you think things might change. I don't think that's an unfair question. But at the same time, don't you have to give Stoops some credit that he recognizes? It's like what you said. If they would have gone seven and five hypothetically, and he would have kept them, who's going to really fault them for that? But the well, way he sees it is now is the time to try to improve this program more. So I do tip my hat to him on that. I do too. I, I do think that that he recognizes it. I mean, I think he really recognized it after the Florida game. I think that's the first time that we could see him kind of visibly upset when you would ask about the offensive struggles. Uh, like I said earlier, change is not a bad thing, Derek. And honestly, at this point. In Mark Stoops' tenure at Kentucky, change may be the thing that takes you to places they've never been before. If they can kind of get this thing figured out, they've been a really good football program in the SEC now for four or five years. Uh, they're to the point now that if they get this side of the thing figured out, you, ha- you kind of have to lock their, their potential in the SEC East. Uh, that's why this move is important. I think it's a, it's a very important move. Like I, I said, you come to a fork in the road, you can either go left and get left behind, or you can go right and do the right thing. And I think that Mark Stoops 110% did the right thing today. I'm with you. I mean, this is an exciting time, I think, and we've we've talked about it. Um, you know, it's – I don't think UK football is going out of the news cycle, and especially now knowing that there's going to be a bowl game, of course they're going to stay in it. But, you know, they can't really do anything until – well, they're, they're all going home now, from my understanding. And Stoops kind of said that they all fill out a card or whatever for contact info. I mean, school's over. Finals are done. There's no practice. So kids get to go home. And um, I was, I guess I was happy to see that they decided the majority of kids wanted to play in a ball game. Uh, yeah. I think there will be some – I guess you can still call it opt-outs. I don't know. In a year like this, I, I kind of use that term a little bit loosely at this point in the year just because – if you made it through a ten game regular season, yeah. I mean it was everything that those kids went through. Um you know, I mean, I feel like they did what they needed to do. And if some seniors decide that they don't want to play football anymore, they don't want to risk injury or whatever, then I totally get it if they don't want to play. Well, but it's gonna be a good chance for some young guys probably. Well, to... I didn't mean to say quitting. I was implying that the uh if you opted out before the final game of the regular season, I think you quit on your team. But yeah. Kelvin Joseph, like, I think it's fair to say that he just, just didn't want to play. I think he looked at the yeah. forecast Saturday and said, uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, looking at the forecast for Kentucky football moving forward, it's a little cloudy right now, Derek, because we don't exactly know what Mark Stoops is going to do. But I think that fans will see some sunshine through the clouds pretty soon because at least this is acknowledging that the change needs to be made. And uh, now we just kind of wait and see what that change is. 
I mean, no question about it. Looking forward to it, Sean. Um, as always, anything that breaks, Kentucky Daily will be here to talk about it. Uh, this episode was brought to you by the Butcher's Pub. As always, get out there and see the Butcher's Pub once they reopen next week. So it's coming to an end. The uh, restaurant shut down. So uh, we look forward to having them back. But he's Sean Smith. I'm Derek Terry. Thank you for listening to Kentucky Daily. 